What's up? What's going on? Hey, Florian family, welcome to the huddle. We're here every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central. We're talking with a very special guest, Daniel from Flooring Pros. With me, as always, is Daniel and Jose Gonzalez from Preferred Floors out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so uh, there's, Daniel, there's no confusion. That's skinny Daniel. I'm <laughs> fat Daniel. <laughs> you're, you're looking great, fat Daniel. Come on, man. Thanks, man. You too. <laughs> looking good. These are, these are the, the names we came up with in Vegas, so... <laughs> Yeah, next yeah, time I see you in person, I hope that we, we can't you can't even tell the difference between us. There you go. I, I totally embrace Fat Daniel. I've been fat my whole life. So, <laughs> well, that means you got to gain a little bit there, Skinny Daniel. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about, you know, marketing your your service, whether that's your full service flooring company, uh, retail, commercial, some ideas built around that, uh, some stuff I'm working with flooring pros on. Um, uh, in that regard, as well as if you're an installer, how can you start to leverage? Um, and I mean, you have no idea how powerful it can be if you can leverage digital uh, marketing for your flooring service, whether, uh, like I said, whether you're a full-fledged flooring company, but as an installer, you're truly setting yourself apart because 99.5% of installers do not market themselves very effectively. So that's obviously one of the things that Go Career does, but we only do it from an aspect of promoting your profile once you're a uh, Go Career installer. This is uh, outside that. Feel free to use any of the nuggets you learned today about marketing yourself, um, whether you're a member of Go Career or not. This is just all value, and uh, we're going to touch on everything from some chat GPT stuff, AI stuff effective marketing, uh, you know, the challenges that uh, installers face, um, as well as multiple different ways that you might be able to uh, set yourself apart uh, in the digital world. So kicking things off, the biggest problem that I see is from a marketing perspective with installers is they simply don't know what to do. Most, um, most will post on their feed they're, you know, in their socials, like their completed work or something. Uh, or some of them have gotten pretty creative on creating uh, short form reels or such um, mm -hmm. of their of the progress of the installation. And those are all cool. But if you could drive traffic to that stuff and to your social pages to get more eyes on that, um, you can really set yourself apart, even within the installers that are currently doing some of this. If you're not doing it, taking some prideful pictures of your work and um, even the pro the process of you doing a project is is a, a pretty cool way to show people what we do. Reality TV is a big thing. Reality in general, we like to see what if other people are are having the same struggles we are, uh, and that's what really draws us to reality television. And that's a form, that's what social media can be for you is your own reality TV channel. So um, that being said, effectively marketing, let's start with uh, just your, I'm going to say like the two to three man crew that's out and about Daniel uh, and I'll, I hate to use skinny Daniel, fat Daniel in this podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
If you don't use it, we're all going to be confused. You can hear <laughs> so I, I'm I'm actually going to say flooring pros. Uh, and then we'll, that, that'll be my separator. So I got to call you guys. Yeah, he's, a, he's a FP Daniel and we are PF Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's even oh, confusing. Oh, that's even more. Well, I got an M yeah. there. I got flooring pros marketing, you know, I got the M there too. So I could, uh, yeah, that is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. There we you, go. you know what? Um, so I've, you know, been working with a number of flooring, uh, retailers and installers over the last few years here, just getting to know their businesses and what their struggles are with online marketing, as well as over the last 10 years, working with various business owners in, in various different industries. Uh, and I think it really comes down to, you know, marketing works when you have the right message getting to the right people, right? So determining what that message is and who those right people are is going to be really, really important. Uh, so once you determine that message, you really have to understand, okay, so if you're an installer, uh, who are you going after? Are you going after higher end customers and consumers? If, if that's the case, what do they care about? They care about quality. They care about making sure that they, you have a good tight process for the installation, that you're using good products. You're going to, you're going to come on time. You're going to, you know, uh, finish the project when you, you know, on schedule, you're going to clean up after yourselves and things like that. Those are the things that, that they really care about if you're targeting that audience. Some people might care about they want to support local as opposed to big box stores. So maybe that's your message, right? And some people really just care. They want the cheapest floor because they just can't afford uh, something that they want like good floors for affordable there, prices. There's kind of a counter argument there too, right? Like if you want the cheapest, don't call me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've the, seen some of exactly. that actually some, work. And that that does work if that's the if that's their message, right? If they're they're trying, there's some people who don't want the cheapest, and some people do, right? And some people yeah. want the cheapest, and they think that they can get the cheapest at Home Depot or some of these big box stores. But in fact, you guys can get better prices uh, sometimes as as an independent installer, right? So um, really, just depends. You have to own in on okay, what who do I want to get after? Like, what is my message? And then Would once you be... understand what your message is, like, how do I get in front of those people? Is that their first step, Daniel, uh, at floor, Flooring Pros? <laughs> is that the first step is like, ask yourself this question and write down the answers. Like, what, what does your client want? And just take some time in developing that. I mean, can you talk through a little yeah. bit of the process that you use to pull that out of people? Yeah, so that's called a customer avatar, right? So, um, I think that marketing doesn't work when you're trying to be everything to everyone, right? Um, so if you know that you want to be uh, known or perceived as a specific type of flooring company, and you know that there's a specific type of customer that would look for that flooring company, then be that, own it, uh, right? So you want to understand who you do want to work with. And I think at the beginning when you were, we're all starting business, you know, I know I've made that mistake. You're taking on projects that are not right, the right fit for you. So eventually after you kind of work for a few years, you understand, hey, these are good clients and these are bad clients. So once you have an idea of what a good client is, develop that customer persona, develop that avatar, understand you know, what's important to them, their challenges, their frustrations with the you know, contractors or you know, flooring installers or buying flooring or understanding flooring, you know, and then cater your messaging to them on all your platforms. And I'll talk about different platforms in a minute here, but um, you know, 
that's really important. I think that's the first step. It's really just understand like who do I want to get in front of? Who do I want to be? And how do I be that that company to that person, that ideal customer? So as a as a um, subcontract installer or an installer, uh, there's a, a few avatars I can think of from a customer base. Like you have, if you're in the commercial world, you have your commercial flooring companies. If you're in the retail world, uh, maybe you're in both. You got the retailer. You also have your uh, end user that you go direct to. And those are distinctive, different ways that you're going to market yourself. Um, the So it's like really important to figure out if you're doing work for a retailer, but you also do work directly with the homeowner, you got to mesh those somehow, I would assume, through this process or have two distinct ways of marketing to them. Is that correct? Or would you would you recommend like you mesh them? Because many, I know many installers work for, for a store of some sort, whether it's a flooring contractor, a commercial contractor, or a, a retailer, and they may work for uh, homeowners uh, directly who went to say Florida Core and bought their tile and just need somebody to install. The answer depends. It depends on what okay. they want to achieve. It depends on resources. It depends on budget. Uh, it depends on what they have already. Um, like ideally, you know, if you're an established business, you have a website and a page dedicated on, on, on you know, a page dedicated on a website for each of those personas. So for your residential projects, for your commercial projects, things like that, for your retail as well. So um, depending on who you're trying to go after, and if it's multiple people, then just you should have to have different messaging for each of those segments and then you have to have marketing campaigns and, and different kind of uh, materials for each of those segments as well because what an ideal uh, commercial client would want or an ideal commercial partner right if you're trying to get in front of more say designers or architects or you know property managers they care about different things than a you know homeowner uh, looking mm -hmm. to redo their floors right so uh, you just need you can have all that stuff on a page you just have the messaging has to be different for each of those target audiences, right? Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, that's what we see too. Like, uh, like we have everything set up different like that, but what ends up happening is we don't push residential at all. But they see all of our commercial work and they give us a call anyway. They're <laughs> like, "Hey, we see your work over here. Do you do this as well?" Mm -hmm. and those are the the gimme jobs when they're basically tired of dealing with everyone else and just want someone that they believe they they see us that we know what we're doing so they just use that to to get us in there yeah and that's a great great part about flooring is that it's a visual it's a visual craft right like you're talking about the images and the before and afters and the you know the still photos and stuff like that of the pro progress of, of a job people like that because the consumer isn't stupid Consumer knows what they want. Consumer is doing research. Like I've talked to a lot of my flooring clients. I said, like, what percentage of customers who are coming into the showroom know what types of floors they want to begin? And she's like, nine, you know, they're like, most of them are like 90%, 95%. They know exactly what they want already. So you sure. you it's not your job to necessarily convince them over one floor or the other. It's to start to convince them that, hey, you have what they're looking for and you're the best fit for that. Right. So 
Um, I, I believe in selling and marketing from a standpoint of integrity, uh, you know, trust, honesty, and then omnipresence also, right? Like education, omnipresence. So if you can be in front of them in so many different ways, that's when marketing really works. If you can get in front of them when they're doing a Google search, great. If you can get in front of them when they're on, uh, you know, social media, great. As long as it's not too pushy or, or, or something like that. If you can get in front of them, you know, on, on groups, local groups or communities, emails, things like that, you're omnipresent, right? It's not going to, you know, you're not going to win over everyone, but that's fine. That's totally, you know, that's that's part of marketing. Kind of part of the game. Part of the yeah, game. 100%. So how does, uh, just a quick question here for preferred flooring up there. Uh, do you guys, when you're, when you get a client, because I think it's interesting that somebody sees uh, a commercial job that you did and then want you to do their their house. We've experienced that as well. But what's what's kind of really cool about that is you're not marketing to that side. You're kind of still doubling down or are uh, going after more of your commercial stuff. And because of, as a result of doing such a good job there, you guys are getting the residential jobs. Is that accurate? Um, you, you know, there's a, there's probably a little bit more to that, that, that meets the eye. Um, a lot of the residential comes through contacts that we make on commercial projects. And it also comes from the, the area, uh, the school district. Um, we, we, we do put our name on little league teams. We put our name on, on, uh, on high school teams. We, we try to help out in that manner too. Like originally we didn't help out to get residuals we helped out because we were kids that grew up without those uh, opportunities and we wanted to help and plus this is the school district that our children are attending and we want to do our part in helping them become a successful district um so the the visual the name is familiar right like oh well let's check out preferred flooring oh hey you know what i know a flooring company oh but all they have is commercial work well look at some of their work i'm sure they do residential you know and i'm pretty sure that that some of it is a mixture of a familiar name and logo mixed in with a little bit of research. So um, that that um, who knows you, not who you know thing. So just, and plus people thought we had a whole fleet of vans at one point, but our vans are such standout. They stand out, they're, they're driving billboards and like, oh man, I seen your van in Lansing on Monday, but then I was in Greenville and I seen it there on Tuesday, man, you guys are everywhere. How many crews you have? <laughs> we just laugh. But I think that that's what helps yeah. with the website. It leads, it directs people to the website and in turn they call, hey, I don't see any residential. And then we have a conversation. So that, how does, how much does brand continuity play into this? Uh, do you think, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's part of the omnipresent stuff, right? Like, again, like I, 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 I live and breathe the digit in the digital marketing world. So that's what I know. Uh, so I don't do much of the, of the, of the traditional marketing or, or, you know, but I think that it's part of that, that omnipresent stuff and, you know, it's, it's being seen, right? So if you're being seen in person, if you're being seen online, if you're being seen with the trucks, uh, you know, driving by, and people recognize you when it comes time for them to get flooring chances are you're going to be you know top of mind right because 
flooring is not something that's like, you know, unless there's a, you know, obviously an insurance claim or water damage or something like that. It's not necessarily something that is like an emergency. I need it tomorrow. Right. It's like, oh, I'm planning on doing some, some renovations. Right. It, it really depends on the timing. So you can't control the timing where people are going to need your services. But it's up to you as a business and up to someone like me as a, as a marketing company to make sure that when that timing is right, that you are top of mind, that you are found. Right. So uh, that, you know, if people are searching for you, that your website pops up and your your branded assets pop up. If they, you know, a, that you're continuing to email them, if they became a lead, even a year later, you can still nurture them with, you know, updates, uh, news, uh, latest reviews, case studies, before and after pictures, things like that. That can all be set up on, you know, automation, marketing automation, so that you're nurturing that lead who was interested in floors, but maybe they just weren't ready to pull the trigger on their renos yet. And you're still top of mind, right? So it really just comes down to um, making sure that you're doing your best to to be there when 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 the uh, the prospect of prospective client is is ready. Right, and I think that's where like there's there is that difference between the commercial world and the residential world as far as like all the emails and stuff because like I'm especially like project managers and stuff like that they they move from gc to gc and it's hard to keep mm -hmm. track of all that right so in order for us to be top of mind with um commercial we we that's why we're out doing the baseball teams and stuff because then we we attract those eyes where it's like hey your kid was on my kid's team and i own a construction business so hey, why don't you why don't we sit down and talk? And um, you know, my sister's kid is on a team right now with one of the guys that used to work for a distributor who's retired now, but now it's like he sees our logo everywhere. He's and then he he calls us, hey, my church needs some work done. Can you come measure it? It's it's all all about how many how many eyes we can get on us at all times. So that way, like you said, we can be top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it comes back to the beginning there, I, you know, knowing who the right eyes are, what the right message, and then knowing how to get in front of them, right? There's multiple ways to get in front of them. And you're right. Commercial is a whole different beast than the residential, but you can still use the online stuff, right? Oh, there yeah. are still people who, who are searching for commercial flooring installers in your city, right? And there you can still do targeted email lists. If you have a, a list that you buy, or, you know, maybe even jobs that you did 10 years ago, might need some refinishing work. They might need some patch ups. They might need new floors, right? You can reach out to them. You know, even twenty five, right? Things yeah, like that, I, right? I didn't so, mean like you. It's it's wrong or anything. It's just you have to have everything that you can in order to get the the most presence that you can. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, because well, uh, I, mean, I never thought that sponsoring the teams and like he said, we we didn't do it to try and get jobs or anything, but. After we started seeing like some of the residuals, like, man, maybe this stuff does work. You don't think about it like old school, right? Printing something, having it on a, a shirt or, you know, um, what do we do? But the that's, banner. that's all, that's also, that's also tugging on some heartstrings. I mean, there's a whole, another aspect of charitable marketing. Um, yeah. Not that you do it for the market, for that side, but there's, you know, if you're involved in your community and you you advertise mm -hmm. uh, yourself uh, 
often if there's some event or something, you're the sponsor of it, you're up on a billboard, you're, up, you know, so those things always tend to come down the pipe and uh, you stay top of mind. But digitally, it can be a little bit tougher because the our attention spans digitally are so short. And that's part of your struggle at Floor Marketing Pros, right? I mean, like the yeah, attention I mean, span, and like, like you have to have hard hitting things digitally uh, in some manner. So depending on the depending on the traffic source. So let's kind of let's okay. let's, let's break let's break it down here, right? So we always say when I when I'm talking to prospective clients, it always starts with you know your website, right? A website. You need to have either a website or a landing page or a squeeze page or something like that that is catered towards that person who is looking for what they're looking for. So make sure that it's it's that it clearly addresses that topic, whether they're looking for hardwood flooring or commercial flooring or residential flooring or luxury vinyl or just an installer, whatever. You want to make sure that that page is relevant to what people are looking for there. Or if there's a promo or an offer or you know a sign up, whatever, and you want to make sure that it's easy for them to uh, take action, whatever that action is, request a quote, book an estimate, uh, you know, call you, right? You want to make sure that it's easy there. You want to make sure that the messaging is not all about you or yourself, right? So a lot of people, a lot of the times, I go onto a website and it's like you know, we're, you know, Miami's number one flooring company and here's how why we're so great and we won on this award and this award and this award. And it's like, people don't really care about that until afterwards. Like, talk to the talk to them first. Like, explain why they should care about you. Uh, show them that you understand their frustration or, you know, their pain points. Hey, have you been looking for hardwood floors and you just don't know which one, you know, is right for you? Uh, have you dealt with flooring contractors that never showed up and we're late and you know your project was delayed and they went way over budget or something like that. Here's why we won't do that. Here's proof that we won't do that. And here's, you know, some some uh, some awards we've won because of that. Right. So we want to make sure that you know your messaging and your website are congruent to that kind of stuff there. And then you want to figure out where you're going to be driving that that traffic from. So um, you know, uh I'm a Google guy. That's where you know where where I got my feet wet in the online marketing world is the SEO, the organic stuff. Uh, and I think still think it's the best possible traffic source there is online. The reason being is if someone is searching for something online, chances are they're interested. They're searching for flooring near me, you know, uh, flooring Kansas City. They're looking for flooring in Kansas City. They're not really looking. Uh, you know, to understand, you know, what's better or something that if they're looking for, what's the difference between, you know, LVP and laminate, then they're looking for more information, but they're looking for a flooring contractor to me, they're looking for a flooring contractor. And the vast majority of people who uh, search will click on either the organic maps results or the results below that, right? So that's why I think that's so powerful is to have strong SEO presence is because People are searching for it and you know that they are. If you're not ranking high in the maps or organically, you're just losing out on those people who are interested. Now how it's- can you, How can you yourself tell where you're ranking? Because like if I search for me, it's like pops up as the first one because <laughs> it knows it's me, right? Yeah, so there's a bunch of different tools. Let me do one for you guys. I'll show you, I'll show you a couple here. And- Give me just a moment. 
you guys continue. I just got to plug in my camera here or my yeah, let me laptop. Do... There's a whole bunch of tools. Like I have a tool that I that people really love. Uh, it's to show. Uh, it is to show local maps rankings, but I need to be able to share my screen. Yeah, so I would do an organic search. I would look from uh, an incognito window. Okay. Okay. And and take a look there. But if you're located where your office is, you are going to show up there right. if you're doing things right. So the idea is maybe do a search from another side of the city and and see where you show up. Ideally, about, um, you can rank across the whole metro. Like we have some rankings that are making the maps across the whole area. It takes a while to get to that point, but it's totally possible. So but I've most been maps able to, uh, change my yeah. settings on Google to change my location because like I didn't know that till recently that you could do that. But uh, like yeah. on my, my new phone, it. I kept doing like search near me and it thought I was in Ohio because that's where what was programmed into the phone. So, and then when I want to find out some information and, I, and I'm pulling up uh, a bunch of spam, I do, uh, I do change my location to a different country. And then I, I pull up a whole different, um, a whole different uh, envelope of information from, from another. Yeah. So yeah, you can change your search uh, on the Google settings on the phone. Also like through a desktop, I think, you, yeah, there's a way to change your, your geo coordinates as well. Totally. But yeah, there's tools out there that will show you where you're ranking locally in the maps. And like I said, it's, let me share, see if I can share my screen here. Yeah, Are you I the host Ash there? Ashlyn is the host. I just asked her if she could, if you could. Yeah, Ashlyn, if uh, you would make uh, Floor Marketing Pros the host, that would be awesome. So in, in the meantime, you know, okay, there we go. So, you know, SEO is, and Google search is really, really important. Uh, and also just showing up for your brand. So we talked about your, you know, branding, right? Uh, you know, sponsoring different uh, events and teams and scholarships and charities and things like that. Uh, you want to make sure that if someone searches your brand, you're going to show up as well. And oftentimes people don't really have a strong brand online. Their competitors might show up for them because your competitors are bidding on your name or you just don't have that strong uh, of a brand there. So let's let's do a, one here and I'll show you a, a good example here. So it's, it's remind me of the name that your, Google, that your business is, Preferred, Preferred Flooring? Preferred Flooring. Preferred Flooring in yeah, right there, the Grand second, Rapids. The second one down. I'm trying to- This one? Oh no! It just disappeared. It was it was the second one. Second one. Okay, this yeah. one. Yep. Three Mile Road. Okay, so we're gonna enter a search term, just like flooring or flooring contractor, and we're gonna do a local search, and we're gonna move this to miles, and change this to about seven. And I'm going to move the, the grid to a little bit more in the center of Grand Rapids there. And actually, we'll just change it. Yeah, flowing contractors, or just even just flowing Grand Rapids. And we'll do a search, and I'll show you. So what this does is it gives you an idea of what your search, you know, where you're ranking in the maps across a geographical area. So obviously, 
green is good. One, two, or three is really good because that means you're showing up on a Google search. Otherwise, people have to click on more places to find you. And red and orange and you know, uh, lighter green is is not so great. So this was one I did for a uh, you know prospect that uh, last week. Let's open yours there, uh, and you can see here that he's ranking the maps for a turn like this for flooring only near his actual physical location. But anyone outside of that location, he's not showing up. So it's really, really important to absolutely to, to you know to optimize your site uh, for that traffic and your and your business profile as well uh, to get that, right? Because the vast majority of people are going to click on that. And that, that was something I didn't necessarily mention is you have, you know, you got Google ads, you got the maps, you got organic results. Now, how many of you guys actually click on Google ads? Some of us do. I do sometimes, but sometimes I don't. So most of you really relevant. <laughs> It's got to be really relevant, exactly. So that's why uh, you know investing in the uh, in um, or a, a strong organic SEO presence is really important. So you can see here, you guys are showing up for flooring, flooring Grand Rapids, closer to where your physical location is there in the northwest, right? So anyone in the northeast or southeast or southwest, if they're searching for flooring Grand Rapids isn't finding your your listing hmm. so that's that's something that you know that's really you know something very interesting and uh well, appealing majority, to a lot of foreign businesses out there the majority of the contractors we do we work with are in that area that are right around us anyway so so that's amazing so that's great yeah so it really depends on it depends on the 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 company right if you are yeah, employing I mean, if you're a retailer and there's someone who's going to drive from this area to that area, no problem. If it's the right store, if they got the right reviews, they you know have a good brand right. reputation. But from from a commercial from a commercial standpoint, though, like you'd want to to I, what I see most is general contractors when you when Google's used. Where I see it used most is when a general contractor is coming into an area. They don't know who preferred flooring is or who the best is in that area. And so they they type in flooring contractors, Grand Rapids or right. something of that nature. You'd want to rank high overall for that. That's not really a real tight local search, right? That's kind of like just looking for the best flooring contractor in Grand Rapids. How does that, what you just showed us, how that how they're uh how they look up in Grand in Grand Rapids, how much does that affect? Like what, what, if I'm a GC out of New York and I'm going to build a Trader Joe's in Grand Rapid and I'm looking for a flooring contractor to cover my, my flooring side of that, how much does that, that local search that you just showed affect them? Well, it, it depends how much, it depends how much research they're doing, right? So if you're, if you're, a, if you're a commercial uh, you know, a GC or a property manager, or if you're a residential homeowner, it depends on how much research you're doing, right? So if you're willing to go down and take a look at all these sites and read about them, that's great. But if you're, you know, like a lot of people, they're just going to see, okay, this one has five-star reviews, 88 five-star reviews. I'm going to, you know, click on them and give them a shout. Uh, they're showing actually, up here. I don't have I actually to know the owner of absolute floor covering. He's a good guy. That, well, that's great. That's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> right? So, so yeah. So it really depends. Like, 
on how much they're willing to to do. Uh, you know, you can go to more places and you can find other stores right there and you can go to see what the reviews are. Um, in my experience, people are looking for uh, a store that has a good reputation that's gonna not going to be too, too far away from them. Uh, they're looking for someone who can give them a quote and an estimate at a relatively, uh, you know, as early as possible. And they're looking for someone who's going to be within their price range and budget, right? So uh, it really depends Paul, and I think that that would be pretty important. Like I would say that, you know, you, you're going to want to. Well, invest the reason in, I ask is, that. is, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just you, you know you want to you want to try to get as much. Like we're talking, it comes down to omnipresence, right? You want to get as much visibility as possible online. So if someone is looking, whether in the, they're in New York or they're in you know, the southeast of Grand Rapids, you want to be visible if you want to be visible, right? It really depends on the goal of the company, uh, but- uh, Yeah, I could see it really absolutely. important for a retailer because like from, if I'm a homeowner, I want to go to the closest, best store. Like those two things, right? The, the best, but the, also the closest. If I have, if I look up on there and I see somebody that's got, 50 five-star reviews versus 88, but they're closer, you know, that's still pretty good. I'll, I'll probably get, but from a commercial standpoint, we, you know, most commercial contractors don't just service a small area. So they'll service all of Grand Rapids or all of, right. you know, that entire area of, of Michigan, even um, like even before we traveled doing national accounts at Stewart and Associates, we still did work in all of Kansas. Well, Western Kansas is four, over four hours away from us, you know? Um, so I guess my question was, those local searches really matter when you're a retailer. Do they matter as much from the commercial side? And I think there's some nuance there that, that would have to be talked through to get to an an a true answer to that. But that was the it, it nature depends. of my question. Yeah, it depends who's doing the search. If that person is is just looking for a reputable company that has good reviews, they'll click on a few of the companies there, go to the website and reach out to them, right? Um, most people are not gonna spend the time going through multiple pages, that's for sure. So, you know, there's a, there's a joke in our industry that the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google, right? Like no one's... <laughs> No one's going to page two of Google, whether they're a commercial prospect or residential prospect. I don't see them really taking the, the extra time to, to find a result on the second or third page, right? So if you're buried there, I think there's still uh, a need there. But for commercial, Google is definitely less of a factor. And I would say that it would be more targeted ads. So we talked about Google advertising, you got targeted ads, right? So that's on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, YouTube, and then uh, targeted emails as well. So if you have that list, if you know, like people, you have that ideal cust commercial customer that you want to reach out to, you create that list, you send your message, depending on what your message is, like we talked about at the beginning, and you, you know, you set up email campaigns and marketing campaigns as well. I think that's where you can reach the uh, commercial uh, customers uh, a lot, a lot better. I want to do a couple of things. I want to talk about the independent installer just out there installing. So he doesn't really have a lot to say about what the store or where it's at. He's trying to market himself as 
as the best installer uh, for whatever trade part of the trade he's in, maybe the best tile installer in the area. And often uh, when, when people are, whether it's, uh, I mean, I've done it in my own town when I've gotten desperate and, and Googled flooring installers, Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> you know, um, how can, what are some easy ways they can market themselves is one question. And then a follow-up is like, what is the experience of going through, you know, to, to demystify this, you know, email campaigns and all this. I mean, how do companies like Floor Marketing Pros help with that? And is it as scary as it sounds? So part one is the first question of how can yeah. independent installers market themselves effectively who may not have websites, but use social media more? And then the second part, uh, as I just asked. Yeah, yeah. Social media would be the key there, I think. Uh, um, you know, we've tried we've tried some uh, paid ad campaigns uh, on Google ads for independent installers, and it just didn't work as well. Uh, the cost per click is going up on Google ads right now. So like we were averaging, uh, I would say $20 per click for a flooring contractor and a media tile contractor. And that adds up if you are an independent guy, if you just have, you know, maybe yourself or another couple guys that adds up, that would eat a big budget. And uh, understandably so, uh, frustrates people and they say, okay, well, it doesn't really work. Google ads work. Absolutely. You just have to be able to be willing to spend a bigger budget. You have to have a bigger kind of brand name recognition. You have to have a nice site to send them to. There's a whole bunch of different things to make Google ads work better for you. So I would say that the Google ads probably not the best, uh, solution unless you have, you know, you're willing to spend, you know, 50 bucks a day and you have one specific keyword you're bidding on and one specific area or a couple zip codes that you're bidding on, then I think you can uh, you can leverage some phone calls for sure there. And it's pretty easy to get, get started there. But social media would be where it's at because of what we talked about with the visual aspect. So if you have great imagery and videos and media, uh, um, then you're going to share that. Uh, the issue is that people aren't sharing it in the right places. Uh, a few years ago, there was a study that showed that your your Facebook page, right, your serious Facebook page, I think Instagram is a bit better for sure, but your Facebook page organically has a reach of like 5%. So if you have 100 people who follow your page, only five people are going to see what you post organically, mm. unless, unless you boost it or, you know, pay to play, things like that. So... Um, if you're just posting your work on your own page, expecting the phone to ring and there's not many people following it, you're, you're, you're missing out. You're missing the point there. But if you're doing some targeted ads, if you're boosting it to the right audience, if you're posting in groups, you know, I, I, I know a couple contractors who've had a lot of success posting in their local, you know, uh, community groups, uh, you know, uh, local moms groups and things like that. Hey, you know, wanted to share this amazing project we just did. And don't pitch yourself. Like just say this is the pro the, this is the project. This was the problem we encountered. This is what we did, and we're so happy with the results. And like here's you know a, you know a testimony or you know testimonial or review from from the client before and after images. People are going to be interested in that. You know. Well, that's great. I, that's great because you're. I, I like what you said. Don't pitch yourself. Like just let the results 
speak for themselves. Almost like if you're given a, a talk somewhere and you don't, you're not there to pitch your company, but you're there to talk about the problem or whatever. It's almost like that, yeah, right? You're showing, exactly. yeah, that's cool. Like I said, the consumer isn't dumb, right? So there's a place for a pitch and there's a place for not for not for pitching, right? So the, the Facebook groups, some of them are spammed to hell with people just saying, hey, do you need new new windows? Do you need a new roof? You know, I can, you know, just maybe share some projects and, and, and that's it. Let them decide, hey, you know, this, this looks great. I'm going to call these guys, right? So that's where I would uh, suggest it would be the, the Facebook groups and the Instagram uh, but again, you need a following. So make sure that you're you're tagging relevant uh, accounts and re you know relevant pages and maybe following different people. So the bigger following you get, the more you're going to be seen. Leverage stories. So show the process the the progress of a job, show the process of you guys installing. People want to know the human side behind the brand. They want so to see if you're the an process. installer, yeah, they want to see the process. They want to see the process. So that kind of stuff would be would be really good, uh, and then uh, you know, you can the email marketing. Well, we'll also talk about it in a second. But uh, TikTok, I don't know much about TikTok, but I know that there are a lot of people who are doing really well with TikTok, especially in the flooring world because it is visual. It's quick, easy videos. Shorts uh, yeah. and shorts, exactly. So that would be something that I would suggest. Yeah, do they run traffic? Do they run traffic to their site? Is that is there is there a way for, um, or is that through just email? But is there a way, like if you have a Facebook page, I, I know some smaller companies, that's their website, is their Facebook. Yeah, like, so you don't need page. to run traffic to a page. So like uh, like the ads that we're doing with Go Carrera, I think we have a lead gen uh, form. So basically it's a form directly on Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, are you interested? Great name email number you know you can set the fields and it's a form it never goes to your site at all right so if you don't have a website that's ready and that's what i would suggest if you don't have a website that's set up for the conversion that's going to showcase your work going to have nice imagery reviews trust factors and things like that just try to collect their information as quick as possible you and know, i'll give you a plug there you guys did really good for us down in we ran a campaign down in Florida and it, it was, it was successful in my, uh, in my view. And we have a website and everything, but we're just, we were trying to gather uh, information, but that sounds like that mechanism they use for Go Carrera would be really helpful for our installers as well. Like, you know, that, that could be a, a easy way. Like if you're, if they're, <clears throat> I see a lot of posts on Facebook that are like, I'm the best or, this kind of attitude when they're posting mm -hmm. about themselves. <clears throat> I really enjoy the ones that are more like what you said, that it's like, here's some work I did, here's a problem I solved, check out the finished result. Um, but at the end of the day, they can, they can, there's ways to leverage your social is what I was trying to get to. Like there's ways you can leverage that to, to not just post on your feed and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, yeah. Go ahead. I would say you could run a link to all your socials. Anything you post uh, on if Facebook is their primary and they have a secondary, they can link them all together. Um, at, at that point, I guess it's better to have a separate work Facebook and personal. But now um, I did come up with an idea while you were talking. What if we just started calling people and asking them about their floors extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> Start spamming on the, on yeah. the yeah, that's good. 
Give that a yeah. shot, Daniel or uh, Jose, and let me know how that turns out. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a program right now going on right now for that? No, so uh, we don't know here. about Canada. You may not. But over here in the U.S., it's a joke because we everyone got a call, been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, there's lots of that's what we're getting calls about windows right now, window replacement, and and, yeah. and like over here right now, it's all about the uh employee retention tax credit oh get like goodness. 24 25 calls a day oh yeah yeah so, government grants yeah people making money off the government grants yeah yeah so um going back just a minute because i want to give as much value as possible to people who who need it when when i taught when i said you there's more ways to uh leverage your social media than just throwing a post up and you were, yeah. you had a thought on that. Well, yeah. Depends on your budget, depends on your target audience, uh, and depends on your message and in the goal of it. Is it just if you're trying to get in front of more homeowners? Like I said, the free way to do it would be just, you know, share, but don't spam your work on relevant groups, you know, build a following. Do some Instagram things, some some shorts, uh, some stories. Get people to you know tag you. Join in with local charities and community and trying to get some them to share you because the more that they share your stuff, the more brand recognition you have there. And then there's the pay to play, which is running targeted ads. There's two ways to do that. You have the first one where you can just do a post and you can say boost this post. It works. You don't have as much targeting criteria as you would on the back end, which is through business manager. So you'd set up a Facebook business manager account that's connected to your Instagram. You set your daily budget, you set your audience. Uh, you can be really drilled down. Uh, it's kind of gotten a little bit trickier the last few years since um, Apple and iOS changed their like targeting and uh, privacy settings, but you can still do that. So if you're a commercial installer, um, you know, think about who, you want to get in front of, uh, you know, so we, we've done some campaigns for commercial uh, companies targeting interior designers, architects, property managers, and just say, hey, this is what we do. This is the work we do. If you ever have any projects that require, you know, gym floors or, you know, hospitals, hotels, things like that, here's our work. Uh, or like, here's a guide of like how to choose the right floor for your next commercial project, right? So it's education. Right. There's various different things. It really just depends on the budget and and how willing you are to, to connect with them at that next stage. Right. So if you're just kind of like, hey, this is my work, call me. Great. If you have enough resources and enough time to put together that that type of kind of sales funnel material where it's more educational, uh, you're not pitching anything, uh, and then eventually more about you, you know, the next ad can be about you and your history. And then the next ad can be like a case study, like before and afters and reviews. And then finally, it can be like book an appointment with me if you're interested. So really, that's like how we have set up our social media campaigns. But in order to do that, we need a, a decent daily budget because we have those four levels of ads. We have those kind of intro top of funnel ads that are very generic. Then we have, you know, more detailed about, about the client what makes them, you know, their passion for flooring, how they got into it, why they love doing what they do. 
and then like a review or a case study before and after pictures, and then like a call to action, right? We have different levels of ads. So it really just depends. Uh, I would say well, just, I, you know, think about who you want to get in touch with, what the message is, and then, you know, just go and build uh, build relationships and, and get in front of people there. So we've talked a lot about building the relationships on the podcast in the past. What I, key takeaways for me is like, talk about, like give something away. I, I was not texting. I was actually taking down a, a, a note to um, write up a free PDF about choosing the right flooring. That sparked me. I get calls all the time about that. Why not yep. leverage that knowledge that I get from several architects and have all the architects calling yep. me to uh, specify what flooring goes where. That's really where we set ourselves apart is we're not just trying to sell you a floor. We're trying to sell you the right floor for the right space. Um, just had a client, just as an example, <clears throat> do a pool room and we bid, um, we bid protect all, which is a product uh, preferred flooring and me both really enjoy and, and believe in. And it was perfect for this pool house at a country club. Um, they decided to go with somebody else uh, and put kinetics in, which is a kind of uh, here and there, but it's not really the best application for that product. And so now the edges are a little weird and curling and they're calling me say, can I start to just call you? I have to give some members uh, of our country club work. So I can't give you every job, but do you mind me calling you to uh, make sure the right product is being put in? I said, absolutely. So that sparked yeah. a, an idea yeah. for me there. Uh, so giving something away for free it, it like that seems like, um, especially if it's valuable and it's well put together and actually provides value to that person could come right back to you. I remember we have our friend called ChatGPT. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, that there are, there are prompts out there that build that material very, very well. You just have to, uh, you know, program the prompt a little bit and prime it to, uh, to give it the information that you want. You know, I want to make sure I talk about this type of room and this type of room, this type of room and this type of floor for these, for this audience, you know, go, you know, write that guide. And you can also say, I want to make it like a, uh, a pamphlet, like a, a PDF. Can you give me some ideas for images as well? And it'll give you an idea for images. You can send that to a designer, a graphic designer, Canva. There's some pretty awesome stuff that you can do with that. Um, right, what we're using the AI now. Pardon me? Even Canva has an AI feature. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can connect Canva with the ChatGPT. Exactly. So you can connect it and send it to Canva and Canva will create the... Uh, the guide is pretty amazing, uh, all that stuff. And I would just say that if you're doing that uh, <laughs> route, you just want to make sure that that if you're putting that out in, in the ecosystem, that there's a way for them to either, in the past, it used to be something called like gated content, right? So, hey, here's our guide, but you need to you know put your name and email in order to download it, which is great, still works or just make sure that it's there available for anyone, but you have maybe a tracking pixel on it. Uh, you have uh, multiple calls to action uh, as well. You know, Do you need help with this? Get in touch with us, right? So you don't wanna just put it out there without uh, a way for them to actually 
get into your uh, your your funnel or your ecosystem efforts as well. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of people in the audience <clears throat> has used or messed around with ChatGPT a little bit. Uh, if you haven't, it's pretty fascinating just to play around with a little bit. But you talked about having the right prompts and things like that. Um, also, if you're going to write something, um, remember to put your, this is just my, my take on it, like put your flavor into it. Like, yeah. Don't just rely on Chat GPT to give you a perfect document. Like you're yeah. gonna don't have just to have yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can input. Uh, you can input um, previous previously written uh, material as well to to get it to understand how you write and how you talk and like the way you want to uh, portray yourself or your business. So you can give it. Uh, you know, you can say, hey, these are these are pages that I've written before. This is my emails that I've written. This is my style. This is my tone. Can you write something about this now using that, using that tone, right? So that yeah, you can get you can get smart. And and no. when I we use ChatGPT for you know writing ads or writing emails, and I'll get back to your your question about the email stuff. Um, and then for websites, just understanding structures, right? So uh, going back to the SEO stuff, I'll touch on this really quickly. It, it is a website will do well if you have the right pages for the right things, right? If you have a good solid site structure. So what do I mean by that? You know, you talk about flooring. Okay, well, flooring what? You know, flooring installation. Okay, what types of flooring installation? I do hardwood installation, we do carpet installation, we do luxury vinyl installation, we do, a, you know, you have pages for all this type of things. Oh, what type of flooring do you sell? Okay, we sell hardwood. Okay, what type of hardwood? Solid hardwood, you know, pre-finished hardwood, you know, site-finished hardwood. Engineered hardwood. You know, have types of things. You're you're creating that entity, and ChatGPT can help really well understanding all the we call them kind of topical entities, topical relevance in the SEO world. So ChatGPT can help you basically say, hey, I want to rank, you know, my site for flooring. What are the different types of topics or entities that I need to have on my site? And it will give you a list, and then you can take wow. that. Okay, I want to write a page about this one. Okay, great. Then you edit it and you adjust it and, you know, add your flair. Um, we, we try not to copy and paste at all too much, especially for the Google stuff. Um, but we'll take that as, as kind of like a inspiration and then put it into the other writing tools when we're doing our uh, content. That's what, <clears throat> that's what I've used it for is more inspiration, maybe a little bit of like guidance on topics or something, but typically the body uh, I like to just, uh, for lack of a better word, exercise that creativity on my own. But it is nice sometimes to have that prompt that kind of gives you some subject lines for an email or, or uh, you know, for a book that you may be writing or whatever. Uh, yep. <clears throat> that's where I oh, yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah, and there's there's a Chrome extension called AIPRM. I think it's 20 bucks a month or something or 10 bucks a month. And it's just wonderful. Like it has something like a thousand different prompts, depending on what you're trying to do. And you just plug in a couple keywords there and it will just shoot it all out. Cause it's all been pre-programmed. Uh, What's the name of that? AIPRM. AIPRM. All right. That's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's tons of, you know, for social media posts, there are also like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's ones that will create automatically like ads and carousels and, you know, uh, headlines and images and stuff like it. Basically just say like, hey, if you want to do a social media campaign on choosing the right 
for for your next commercial project, it would create the various ads for YouTube, which is awesome. Again, but again, you need to make sure you review it and that, it, that it's you know true to your fashion and your style and your and represents your brand and all that stuff. But and actually helps. true, <laughs> and and actually true, exactly, and actually accurate, right? Right. Yeah. So, and then, and then in terms of answering your question about the emails and the email marketing stuff like that, we have programs that we use. Uh, you know, we're going to be setting up some some stuff for you, Paul. There, uh, where mm -hmm. basically, here's where I think that most people fail with their email or even their lead management. Is a lot of people will use, say, something like a Mailchimp or something like that, and they'll just send like a newsletter once a month, once every six months, their list but they don't really follow up with it or have like a, a next step or a call to action, right? So when we like to do our email campaigns, we like to have, uh, you know, uh, multiple touches related to the same topic because some people might open that first email and they might not open the third or some people might open, not open the first two and they might open the third, right? Uh, um, so it depends uh, on the day, time of day you're getting in front of them. So we'll have multiple touches related to the same topic. And if they're interested, we have a call to action, we'll move them down along the pipeline. And that pipeline will trigger an automation. So it will trigger, hey, this person's interested, you should call them right away because uh, you know, they're a hot lead. Or it will send them a link to the guide of how to choose you know, the right flooring for your next commercial project, right? So we have various different automations in place as well. So, uh, so we're not just kind of sending an email and hoping that someone gets in touch with you. You're taking as much action as possible to to convert them into a lead, or say, "Hey, no, I'm not interested right now," or "Leave me alone." You know, that's fine if they say "Leave me alone." You know that they're not interested at all. You can you know erase them from from your list, right? Or that yeah. So that unsubscribe. That, yeah, yeah. Is there unsubscribe. um? What, what do you think on uh, when you say multiple touches per topic? And we're running short on time, so I'll make this short. But uh, multiple touches per topic. The people who maybe grab the, do you exasperate the ones who do like open your emails on a pretty consistent basis uh, in almost uh, sacrificing them for the ones who need the additional uh, touches on the same topic? Do you see what I'm asking? Like, yeah, the, the way we have it set up is we remove people from the workflow if they, Opened is not enough, but if they reply. So we we make sure there's a question in there, like, are you interested? Or would you like to, you know, schedule an appointment with us? Something like that. If they replied yes, they get moved, they get removed, they don't get any future emails, they get moved to the next stage. If they replied no, I'm not interested, they get removed and they get, you know, sent to not interested. Uh, but if they're opening and they're not replying, we'll set, still send them until they say yes or no. Right. So that's the way we have have it set up. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Well, uh, I say this every week and I'll say it again. That hour went by fast. Yeah, sure. Did. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, uh, want to say thank you to Daniel from Floor Marketing Pros. He's done some work for us. We've been very happy. That's why I brought him on. Uh, I think that uh, Daniel, can you, how can people reach out to you? Like how can they get in touch with you if, if I'm a, a small flooring company or I'm a big flooring company or I'm an installer and I want, you know, any entity that I may be, how do I reach out to you to maybe get some of your expertise and help? Yeah, uh, uh, website is flooringprosmarketing.com. 
Email is daniel at boringprosmarketing.com. On the website, there's a link to book a call with me as well, which I'd be happy to talk uh, to you guys. And you can find me on uh, on Facebook and Instagram, all the all the uh, socials there. Uh, the name is Daniel Moscovich, so it'll be, I'm sure it'll be in the episode here. You can have some notes, uh, some links there. You can add me on Facebook and we can talk via Messenger, but best would be just kind of visit the site uh, or send me an email. Awesome. Preferred flooring, what's your guys' take on all this? Uh, you know, what it, what this episode did for me is, uh, you know, I was taking some notes because I just, every time I get with someone who's really tuned into the, to their, to their uh, trade, like digital marketing, for example, I just see these holes that I have. I'm like, right. I need to, you know really? what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you, you think, right? Because we're, we always say, look at the, our industry and how people, you have the installers that don't know what they're doing. And then the installers who do, right. You have to think of your, of yourself like that. I'm not a marketing professional. And sometimes you got to say, you know, you're always like, this person should hire me because I'm the professional. Well, sometimes you have to think outside of you and be like, I'm not a professional at this. That's where, you know, Daniel comes in and it's like, sometimes you got to hire that professional in order to get to that next level. And you're ne you'll never get there on your own. Can you do like us personally, right? Like what we have done ourselves has gotten us to a certain level and in order to grow from there, the only way to do, you know, grow from there is to actually hire someone that knows way more about it than we do. Yeah, because well, there's a lot to be said about working in your what you are pro at. Every moment you spend doing something you're not great at, like that, like for me, it's more I'm not the best marketer, but I'm really good at selling floors and I'm really good at, you know, managing crews and and hiring people and training them for my company. If I can focus on that and let someone else do some of the marketing stuff, then, and, and that goes with anything. But since we're talking about marketing, that's a, a key point here is that like sometimes it's time to turn it over. So hopefully uh, yeah. some people reach out to you, Daniel. And at the very least, I want to say thank you. It was packed yeah. full of great information, man. And uh, I know it's a bit like getting the, understanding how the digital marketing world works there's a reason why there's professionals and it's it's because it's it's a little it can seem a little complicated but it's not as scary i'll tell you from experience as you think when you engage a professional so uh hire me as your flooring professional or hire preferred flooring up in michigan as your flooring professional and hire daniel as your marketing professional so yeah i appreciate that it's 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 simple but it's not easy sometimes and and it, it, we prefer you guys to focus on what you're uh what you're great at as well and yeah uh, and then help you grow your business stay in our lane just say stay, stay in, in our lane, lane. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well i appreciate it uh i want to say if you guys are watching this on youtube you know consider giving us a like subscribe to our channel uh, I know that preferred marketing posts as well. Give them a like and subscribe as well as uh, Daniel down at Floor Marketing Pros. We'll see you guys next week. Again, it's two, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central. Uh, we come with several different topics. Uh, I would like to uh, tell you, look out for the news. There was a press release recently and we've teamed up with the FCEF in helping them to um, you know, increase their revenues so keep it a, keep an eye out on the industry uh, paperwork 
or the industry publications for what Gopher is doing right now. And uh, we're trying to help the industry. And that's why we put this thing on every week with these awesome dudes up in Michigan. So thank you guys again every week. You're here. And um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And Daniel, to you too, man. Thanks for coming on. And we will my catch pleasure. you guys next week. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Yeah. All right.